You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 58. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about hashtag living your best life, right? You see that all of the time on Instagram and Facebook with people posting their perfectly edited photos of their perfectly edited lives. And we're led to believe that everybody is having fantastic days, day after day after day. And we all know that that is not our lived experience, right? We're lucky if even half of our days are fantastic. But we look at social media, we look at our neighbors, we look at our friends, and all we see is the amazing. We don't see the hurt and we don't see the hard stuff. And it's sometimes hard to feel like we're able to keep up. And so I want to talk about a serious topic in a lighthearted way today. I want to talk about what it really means to live your best life, what it really means to be the best version of yourself to show up in the best way possible for your life every day, no matter if it's a good or a bad day, and no matter what your neighbors or your friends are doing as well. And so to help me with this conversation, I'm joined today by Ariel Bretter. Ariel is on a mission to help people become the best version of themselves so they can find their best lives. She's a certified life coach and podcast host of It's Time to Be You, where she helps people pleasers take control and finally put themselves first. Her journey began when she got tired of seeing people not living up to their full potential, lacking confidence and doubting their gifts and dreams. She loves to help women define their core values, set boundaries, dream bigger and create small shifts to make it all happen. Ariel believes that we're meant for more out of life than to simply exist. When we work on ourselves and embrace what we truly want and desire, Everything else falls into place. And so here is the interview with Ariel. Enjoy. Ariel, welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation. Before we get started, and today I just can't wait to dig in talking all about becoming your best self. But before we get there... Um, can you give us a little bit more about you and how you found your best self? Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, you know, becoming my best self is has been a journey and it's been an ongoing journey as well. But a little bit about me and how I got started, I guess, is my journey beca- began when I became a Mary Kay consultant and that was my first like entrepreneur venture. And I learned a lot about self-help and self-improvement. And I realized that I have, I have some work to do, <laughs> but I learned that it was possible for me to learn and grow and build my confidence and self-esteem and just like love myself more. And, you know, it's like I got into that and I read a bunch of books and but it's like I still had to continue to do the work. So I've been doing the work um, and I really just want to help other people do the work to become 
you know, their best self by building their confidence and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I became um, a life coach and I started a podcast. It's called It's Time to Be You. And I just really want to help people really focus on themselves and their own journey. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a little bit about me. You know what I love best about that intro, Ariel, is that I can I can relate to something you said in there is that we start to do the work on ourselves and we get uh-huh. so excited about how magical it is that we want to share it with everybody. I think like yes. there's some degree of that story to all of us who are life coaches. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just a testament to how cool all of this stuff really is. Yeah. I mean, that's like why I started my podcast because I was just like, I need to stop just like word vomiting on my friends about all this stuff that I'm learning. <laughs> and I need to share it with people who actually care. <laughs> so true. Now, why I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today is I think like being your best self has become a trendy thing these days, mm-hmm. right? Like hashtag living your best life. Like you see it, you see it everywhere, but what does it actually mean to become your best self? Yeah. You know, and that's such a good question because I think especially now with social media, we see everyone's like best life and we can compare our own lives to that and see what other people are doing and think that we need to do it too. And it's like, oh, that looks like fun or they're having fun. I guess I should do that or I need to do that. But like living your best life and becoming your best self is like really getting clear on what you actually want that to look like, you know? we're all created differently and we all have different like wants and needs and that's okay. Like living your best life does not have to look the same as someone else's best life. And I think that it just really gets, um, you know, you start by getting clear on your values and actually being like honest with yourself about what your values are. Cause I think a lot of times, even with our values, we can be like, Oh, everyone values like family and health. So I need to value family and health. And she's like, it's okay if that's not your number one value or it can look differently to like for yourself than someone else. And so I think it's just really getting clear on what you actually want and then just working every day, doing something small that gets you to keep becoming your best self and know that it's a process and that you're going to have good days and bad days. Cause sometimes, you know, when I first started my journey, you know, I got really into habits and I was just like, okay, if I, if I just do this consistently, it's going to be great. And I'm going to have best days ever, like all the time. And I'm going to feel like amazing. But like, the truth is, is like, not every day is going to feel great, you know? So maybe my best one day might be like, I listened to my body. And so I took a rest day or I took a nap and, or I, you know, treated myself to something, you know, whereas the next day might be like, I checked off everything on my to-do list and I got that workout in or, whatever, but you know, they can look differently, but they can still be your best because it's the best that you were able to do that day. day. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I commonly hear, and I'm wondering if you do too, Ariel, is that, um, when you ask people what they actually want for themselves and what their values are, they don't even know anymore. And (laughs) like, I, I blame social media and like filtered Instagram, photos and stuff Mm -hmm. on this, because I think we have all just gotten into this space where, you know, we look at social media or we look at our friends or our neighbors, and we think that that's what we have to strive for this, you know, seemingly perfect 
lives that we see um, others have mm -hmm. on, on social media. And I've, I've talked to a lot of women who have just so really lost touch with who they are and all yes. like their definition of best life would be literally keeping up with the Joneses next door. Mm -hmm. So how, yeah. um, like how, how can we encourage women to actually turn away from that and to turn inwards instead to figure out what they actually want for their, for their own best life? Right. You know, and it, it's funny because you're totally right. You ask someone, you know, what they want their lives to look like or who they are. And they're just like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it or, you know, because we just get so caught up in our daily lives or comparing ourselves. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm a big fan of journaling. Mm -hmm. And so I really like to take time to journal about like, what do I want and like what I want my life to actually look like. And just to be like really honest, you know, because I think before when I like first saw like, you know, goal setting and like creating like vision boards, you know, it's like, oh, I want like, you know, a big house and I want to travel a lot because like that's how that stuff sounds great. But when I like really like would get quiet and like listen to myself, I'm like, I just really want to like sit on the deck with my dogs. Like, <laughs> I don't actually require very much, <laughs> but I also think there is like, you know, we also need to not limit ourselves in what we actually want. I think the other side of it is that people may see, like, they may truly want, like, that big house and all those vacations and stuff, but then they're like, but I don't know if I can really have that. So they don't even try yeah. to, like, let themselves believe that they want it or can have it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think, like, really get quiet and maybe even, like, get off social media for a day or two, um, but like just, you know, journal and see what comes to mind and keep coming back to that. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on social media, you could even see of like, you know, you might like something or you might not like something and like really get in tune with yourself of like, how does this actually make me feel? Right. Like, am I jealous of this because it's something I actually want? Or am I like, I don't actually even want to see this on my feed. Like, right. Yeah. And like secret, you can actually unfollow people or mute people that you don't want to see. Right. And like, I, I think that's actually a fabulous tool that we underutilize. Because yeah. it's, it's like, so, you know, some time ago, there was, you know, some political stuff going on locally where I live and I got tired mm -hmm. of listening to the endless debate. And so yeah. it's like, I started unfollowing, you know, certain news sources and mm -hmm. like now my Facebook feed in particular is just full of people I love who post things I love all the time. And so going right. on there is actually, you know, an, a pleasant experience for me. Instagram, not right. so much, but, but I, I've learned that lesson on, on Facebook um, anyway. And I think, I think that's a great, a great tip. And something else mm -hmm. you said in there that I loved because I know for myself and many of my colleagues and many of my clients, we are perennial overachievers you know, constantly striving for yes. you know, accolades and, and other things in our professional lives. And I think, you know, being able to say that really what I want is to sit on the porch with my dogs and that mm -hmm. would, would make me happy. I think, I think that is so important. Like, I know you're right. Like yeah. there's lots of women out there who, you know, secretly have big dreams that they don't think that they can accomplish. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's important for those women to um, cultivate, you know, what they need to, to go after those, those deeper desires. But I think there's also a lot of women who are just doing too much in their lives yes. and being too much for too many people. 
And, yes. you know, it's okay to, to maybe realize what I need to do is slow down or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about like women going after accolades and stuff like that, like that's another good thing to look at is like, do I truly want this accolade or achievement or am I doing it because someone else put that expectation on me or, or is it someone else's desire? And I think that I need to do it or someone said I should go after it. So I'm going to go after it. Or it's like another thing that's going to make me like look (laughs) good, but do you truly want to do it and like sit, sit down and think of like, what do I truly want? And, you know, is this what I want to do or what could my life look like if I did something else instead? And like, and that's okay too. Like we need to remember that our worth is not defined by all the accolades and achievements. Like we're still, you know, who we are and who we're supposed to be without that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can imagine, you know, women listening to this right now and saying, well, yeah, but you know, I've got, you know, work 60 hours a week and, you know, kids that I always have to drive everywhere and a husband that doesn't help out at all. And, you know, all my time <laughs> is spent, you know, doing, doing work and family stuff. And there's just no, there's just no time for me. Like, do you, do you have mm. any, any suggestions for, for women who find themselves having that conversation with their own brain. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's such a real conversation that, you know, I know so many women have, and we feel like everything is on our shoulders and that we have to do, but, you know, I would say start small because yeah, if you are, you know, working 60 hours a week, have kids and like, don't have a lot of help or whatever, like you can't just, you know, flip a switch and it's all going to go away, but think about what you can do. Like, Um, could you delegate something to somebody? Could you have a conversation with your boss about, you know, what's really a priority so that I can work a little less? Um, or just like, can I take five minutes outside to, to take a walk outside or to journal or, you know, I'm gonna do something to just make myself feel good today. Like really start small. Like I love, when people take small steps towards like what they want and celebrating that. Cause I think so often, you know, we think everything has to be like big and glamorous, but it's just like, no, if you just like took it, took a few breaths, like (laughs) out in your car, like celebrate that fact that you took a little bit of time for yourself and prove that you actually do have time to do some stuff and, you know, just start small and build on that every day. Right. I love that. I love that. And I think part of it also is, setting boundaries with the people Mm -hmm. in your life as well, um, which is often something that women say is just, you know, too hard to do. (laughs) Yes. Why why is that? Why are boundaries so dang hard? (laughs) I I mean, I think we're here. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's something that like, I still have to work on too. Like it's an ongoing thing, but I think it's because we just have all these expectations on us and we're so used to having these expectations that we say yes to that people, if we were to say no, they're just going to be like, but you always do it or they're going to guilt trip you. And then you're just gonna be like, okay, well, I guess I can do it or I guess I can fit it in. And, you know, and I work with a lot of like people pleasers and it's like, we want everyone to like us. We don't want anyone to like be mad at us for not being able to, you know, do something for them. Or, I mean, there's just, there's so much that goes into women and how we feel about things of just like, 
you know, like guilt and shame and worry when it's like, we're not doing everything, but it's okay. We do not have to do everything. And again, just like start small with saying no, when something comes up or like, I'll think about it and actually check to see if you can do it. Cause I know I've been guilty of saying yes to things and then looking at my calendar and being like, where am I going to fit this in? (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me, me too. And I I think, you know, for those of us who are socialized as women, that, Mm -hmm. that is just what society has put the expectation on us to do, right. Is to, to, you know, say yes to, to everybody all of the time. But what, you know, we, we, we've spoken a lot about, you know, looking at what you want for your own life and then taking small steps towards getting yourself there and just really defining your, your best self and your best life as a life that's in line with your values. Yeah. Um, And so how, how can you start that process? I mean, I I think, I think it's easy. I I think you're right that many people would just off the cuff, say family health, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like things like that. And, you know, that's, that's not necessarily true. It's like when, when I'm honest about what my values are, like freedom comes up for me and um, adventure comes up for me. Right. And, and so do you have any suggestions on how to actually identify what your, your real core values are and then how you can start living into those values? Yeah. You know, and I feel like there are so many tools out there to help you find out what your values are. Usually we get like a worksheet or something and then we just like, you know, circle our 10 values and then it's just like, all right, these are our values and we never look at them again. You know, so if you've done that, you can go back to that and really ask yourself, like, are these true for me? And really like evaluate every day, like, does this feel like it's still a value that's in line with what I want? Um, And then just, you can also ask yourself questions like, what is it that I want more of in my life? Or when was a time that I felt really good about what is going on in my life? Or what is, when was a time that I wish something would have happened or that I wanted to see differently and just kind of go back to those kind of experiences and like the things that, you know, we're either like most proud of or that we have missed out on and wanted to happen. Like those are like our values and we just don't really see them that way all the time because we don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then like the, just the more you kind of, you know, look at those experiences or, you know, look at those words on that page, like really like lean into that of like, is this still true? And like, what does this actually look like? And then also like, how can I, like for you and you say like freedom, that's the other thing that kind of goes into it is like, our values could both be freedom, but they could look differently and that's okay. (laughs) So really then like define of like, what does freedom look like for me, you know? And then you can kind of that way, keep yourself in alignment of like, when you're asked to do something, um, you know, like, does this allow me that freedom that I'm looking for? Or is this blocking my freedom? Mm -hmm. So just kind of continually like check in with yourself on that. I I love that. And one thing that I've noticed as well is that when I'm feeling 
unsettled about something in my life or, you know, something mm -hmm. is like rubbing me the wrong way. It's yeah. often because that thing is at odds with one of my values. And so that's exactly. like, that is also, I find a useful way to identify what your values are is to look at the things that rub you the wrong way and, mm -hmm. and like, um, dig into that and figure out why. Right. And, so, yeah. and that's how I identified that freedom is one of my values because when, um, like I, I always feel very unsettled when people are telling me what to do. And I always yeah. thought it was just, I'm a rebel and no one's going to tell me, but <laughs> I, I, I like the ability to choose what I want yeah. to, how I want to spend my time and how, mm -hmm. how I want to live my life. And so if somebody's telling me, you know, no, you've got to be, you know, here every day at 8am, then like yeah. that just right. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought I was just, you know, maybe lazy or, or maybe, um, you know, just too rebellious at heart. And that's not it at all. Yeah. I just want to be in charge of how I spend my time. And right. So when right. I went to medical school and chose a medical specialty, I chose emergency medicine because it has the most flexibility. Right. Yeah. I can say I'm not available for shifts this week. Right. Right. It works out just fine. And and, and so I, I think like really looking at areas that rub you the wrong way can identify what, what you actually really want for your life. Yeah. I that is such a great example of like something rubbing you the wrong way. And then it just makes me think of like, you know, think about any other emotions that come up, like what makes you angry or what makes you happy or anxious. Like when you have emotions like really lean into them and like what is your emotion trying to tell you like your emotions are always trying to tell you something so that also really you know fits into finding what your values are yeah yeah and then just along the same lines a while back I interviewed um, Dr. Angela Wiesenmeyer and she talked about goal setting and not mm. quitting on your goals and she said you know starting with you know, having goals aligned with your values as well. And to identify yeah. that um, by looking at your past regrets, like, mm. right. And like, that was, that was how I identified leadership as a value of mine as well, because regrets in my past life were all areas where I failed to step up when I should have. Mm. Right. And yeah. Like, that, that was a really good question to ask yourself as well is like, what regrets do I have? Um, and yeah, so that, yeah, oh, I love that one. Yeah, great, great. And you mentioned um, a few minutes ago as well about, you know, the people pleasing aspect of mm -hmm. it. I don't think I know a woman <laughs> who isn't <laughs> a people pleaser in some way um, or, or, you know, some shape or form. And like breaking away from that is just so difficult. Cause again, I think that's how we've been socialized um, as women to be people. Right. So do you have any suggestions for how we can break away from that tendency? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone has a little bit of people pleasing in them because it's just like, we're, we're brought up to be nice and kind to everyone and not get in the way and, you know, just to be a certain way. And so, I mean, my whole thing is just being your authentic self and, you know, really stepping into, and then that's why when you like are aware of what your values are, then when someone approaches you with something, you can be like, all right, is this an alignment with my values? And so then just like every opportunity that comes up, you can test that. And the more like aligned you are with your values, then it's like, 
who you're truly are and meant to be. So I think that like helps you to stand firm in that. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about boundaries earlier. So really knowing your boundaries and setting those boundaries and keeping them. And I think so often it's like we might have a boundary, but it's easy to like slide back on it. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not that big of a deal. You know, like let's say your boundary is like, you know, I can only stay here for an hour but then like someone like wants you to stay longer and you're just like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to be nice and I want to stay and I don't want to like disappoint them. Just like, you've got to really be firm. Be like, you know, I said I could only stay for an hour. You know, it's time for me to go. You know, it was great seeing you or whatever and, and hold that because, you know, as we are becoming, you know, more like strong in who we're supposed to be, we're training ourselves and it's like a practice, like retrain what we've been doing our whole life. But we also have to like retrain some other people who have had certain expectations. So if you're always, yeah, it's like, if you're always doing something for someone, they expect that of you. So it's like, we're not only, we need to help them not expect that of us anymore. So it's just really getting solid of like who you are, who you want to be and what you want to do and just like owning that. Mm-hmm. And the more that you own that, and I mean, it, it really is a practice and a process because it's not going to just happen. Like you have to keep working towards it. Yeah. But just like just taking these small, again, taking these small steps to really build that up and build up your confidence um, so that you can put yourself first. And that's, I think, the other thing is like really understanding that when you put yourself first, that's when like everything else is going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. You know, they always say like, you can't pour from an empty cup or you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. It's like, you've got to take care of yourself first. And I think as people pleasers, we often want to like help everybody and be everything to everyone. And we're known as that person that people can count on and rely on and stuff. But it's it's okay if we're, if we can't be that all the time, because we need to really take care of ourselves or we're not going to be good for anybody else. Yeah. So like really understanding that, like putting yourself first and your self care first, yeah. that's not selfish. Like it is needed and it is necessary. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, yeah, um, I've been having lots of conversations with clients and then also in my personal life. And it just seems these days, a lot of people are burned out. Like they, I, and I, I'm sure it's just a culmination of you know, everything that happened during COVID and, you know, the economy is difficult now and, you know, just lots of things are going on in people's lives and they're burned out and they literally have nothing to give anybody at this point. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you look back in retrospect at how much you have been giving to other people at the expense of your own self-care, like that is a Mm -hmm. huge contributor to burnout. And like it takes yes. forever to recover from burnout. Like, I, I mean, I've been burned out countless times in my life, right? It takes a long time to come back from that. And if you, if mm-hmm. you can, you know, put some boundaries in place to allow some prioritization of your own needs, right. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, giving your yourself space to live that best life that you want for yourself. And then you don't get burned out and you are available yeah. when people actually really need you. And I think it also comes down to prioritizing like which parts of yourself you're willing to give to other people and which parts Mm -hmm. of yourself you want to keep 
you know, just, just for you. And, you know, there was a time where I had to put some, you know, boundaries in place because as a physician, I swear to God, I was getting three texts a day from friends and family members asking me, you know, should I go see the doctor for this? Or what do you think (laughs) this symptom is all about? Or like, can you get a prescription for this? And it was making me miserable. So I finally had to say, you know what, if it's a true emergency and you really need to talk to me, then okay. But otherwise, please don't be texting me all the time with your, with your medical questions. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it probably took me three years to get, (laughs) to, (laughs) to get to that point. And it was getting to the point where I was starting to resent some of my family members and friends because I felt like all I was to them was just this, you know, doctor on command, you know, right. Sort of thing. It's, right. Yeah. So now, it, you know, I've trained everybody in my life. It's like, yeah, I'll be mm-hmm. for you here for you. If it's an emergency, you really need to talk to me about something, but if it's something else, you know, go to Google or call your, call your doctor and, and leave me out of it. And, you know, people respected that. And I think right. like, that was a key learning piece for me, because I think the reason why I procrastinated for three years, putting that boundary in place was because I was quite afraid that people would be upset mm-hmm. um, at me for, for yeah. not taking care of them in this way. But everybody respected that boundary when I put it in place. And yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's so funny that like, I mean, that's how we operate is like, you know, you said you were getting to the point of you're almost like resenting some of your friends and family, but it's like, we will, we will get to that point of like, we're not happy with them, but we're so afraid to set a boundary because we're worried about them not being happy with us. Mm-hmm. We're just like, no, like you're the most important person. Like you need to be happy and set those boundaries and do what's best for you and as you said, like those people, you know, actually respected your decision and they understand. And most of the time they will, you know, oftentimes we're so afraid of what people will think or that they won't, you know, value us anymore. But it's just like the right people will still value you and stick around. And if they only wanted you for your medical advice, like they don't need to be in your life and they'll go away. And it's kind of like a win win. Uh. Yeah. And I I think like the other thing is that, you know, human brains like to do this all or nothing sort of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. That we're either a hundred percent in for our relationships or we're a hundred percent out. And like, there's no, there's no middle ground. And so I, I have a client who wanted to sign up for a course, like a personal Mm -hmm. development sort of course. And it would have required her to have, you know, been away from her family for two hours, one night a week. And mm-hmm. he was, um, she had paid for the course and she wasn't telling her family that she had done it. And she was, you know, asked me, asking me for coaching about getting a refund. And so we're talking about, you know, what's going on here. And she yeah. thought her family would be absolutely horrified that, that she would step away for two hours from them in the evenings, because that's traditionally the time that they had, you know, to, to spend together. And right. this, this, she was so passionate about this course 
And, you Mm -hmm. know, it had never occurred to her to even just have the conversation. And so we we talked through it and she chose to have conversation with her husband and her kids who, lo and behold, were absolutely thrilled for her that she signed (laughs) up for, for this course. And her kids actually offered to cook dinner on those days so that, you know, she, Mm -hmm. she could go to this course without her even asking. Right. And, and, but she just had, had it in her head that they're going to, they're going to expect me um, to, to be there all of the time. And I think for me, part of setting boundaries and breaking away from people pleasing is actually having these conversations because I I, Mm -hmm. I think like, I think, we make some assumptions in these relationships that that aren't actually true. And, you know, you're right. It's partly, you know, training the expectations of other people, because if we are always there for people at the, you know, drop of a hat, then of course they're going to ask us because they know Mm -hmm. we're not going to say no. Right. Um, So I, I think, you know, stepping up and having those conversations is so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's such a great example because we it's so easy for us to just build up all these stories in our head and think the worst that could happen. But I just always like to remind people like, well, what's the best that could happen? And you're right, like just have the conversation and open it up for a conversation and let people know like why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, the, the again, like the right people, they'll be happy for you and excited for you. And you know, might even like pitch in or see how they can help. But it's just like, we don't know until we, you know, ask and, you know, have a conversation and it might lead to a different conversation if they, you know, aren't agreeable or don't understand, but it's just like, you never know until you, you know, get started and take that action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, part of this is really just having enough confidence in yourself and enough, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the word is. I guess, you know, belief that your own life matters as well. Yeah. Right. And so how do you have any thoughts on how we can start building that confidence so that we can, you know, start working towards our best selves and our best lives? Yeah. You know, I think it's just kind of starts with reminding ourselves that we are important and valuable as we are and I think that that is something that can be really hard for us to like come to terms with because we you know have grown up on like having this expectations that we're you know supposed to be a certain way or people see us as a certain way um but again like I like I like journaling to help me remind myself or you know affirmations you know, just taking those small steps of reminding yourself, like, I am, I am important, and I am valuable, and I am worthy, and just keep reminding yourself, or you could have, like, sticky notes or something, it's just, like, I heard something crazy that was, like, for every, like, negative thing that you hear, you need to hear, like, the positive thing, like, 28 times to, like, take that away, and I think, so often we just talk to ourselves selves so negatively. Yes. So we really need to start talking more positively about ourselves and to ourselves and actually like believe it. Um, Cause I think sometimes we think like, Oh, just say like, you know, an affirmation. But if you're kind of secretly like, 
but I don't really believe that. Like yeah. it's, it's got to have some like belief to it yeah. and some action towards it. Yeah. Um, so it could just be like, you know, I am important enough to take five minutes for myself yeah. and then actually take those five minutes and see how you feel. And then just be like, Oh, I took five minutes for myself and the world didn't burn down. Like I can do that. <laughs> But yeah, we just need to find, we need to find ways to just, you know, affirm ourselves and then some evidence that what we're saying is true. And the more we just kind of keep building up ourselves and knowing that, like, we're going to believe it. Yeah. And I love, um, I, you've mentioned journaling a couple of times and I, yeah. I love it. I mean, we, um, we do so much journaling in my coaching program that we, we actually have journaling calls every month where we, Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about journaling is it's really like the journal is the place where you have your relationship with yourself. So you might be talking, you know, writing about relationships you have with other people, but it's kind of the one place where you can actually be you without concern Mm -hmm. of your journal judging back or, you know, having higher expectations of you than you're willing to commit to. And so it's just like a safe space to explore some of these affirmations that you're talking about. Cause I agree that you have to find something that is believable. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it may not be, you know what, I'm ready to just take a week long vacation all about my, you know, all by myself, like screw the kids, screw the job. I'm taking <laughs> off. Like that's just not even in the realm of possibility for many, but yeah. say, you know what, I'm just going to take five minutes and sit on the mm-hmm. porch with my cup of coffee and, you know, just take these five minutes for myself. Like that might be way more believable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I love that. And you know, what, one of the thoughts that I love, cause you know, this comes up all the time when we're talking about um, body acceptance and I think it's impossible to go from hating your body to loving your body overnight. It's just not right. And, right. I, and yeah. that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I cannot say I love my body and come anywhere close to believing it. And mm-hmm. so I started by saying I'm working on. So yeah. initially I didn't even want to love my body. I just wanted to accept it. So it's like, I'm working on accepting my body. And like, eventually I got to the point where, you know what, I do accept my body and now I'm working on loving my body. And like, I love that too, because I feel like it just shifts the mindset into Mm -hmm. this place where, you know, you're not putting pressure on yourself to be there yet, but you know that you're starting to take steps um, towards it. And so like, I will, like, I actually write down every morning I'm working on loving my body. And yeah, just sets the tone, you know, for, for my day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much that it's, that it really is a small shift and like yeah. our words are like so important and like, we don't always think about it, but just like the fact of like, yes, I'm working on loving my body and like knowing, like saying like, I'm important. And if you're like, I don't feel that way, you could just be like, it's possible that I'm important exactly. or I'm working on feeling important, right? just like whatever. Yeah. Cause you know, it really can be, even though it's, um, doesn't feel like we're making like a huge shift to be like, you know, I hate my body. So I love my body, but it really is. And there's like these little baby steps in between that we can take to help, you know, 
help us move forward on that journey rather than yeah. just like, oh, I said I love my body for one day and now that <laughs> right? that, that didn't seem true. So now I'm going to give up. <laughs> well, exactly. And like, I kind of like the thought now of it's like, I am working on prioritizing my own needs. Yeah. Right. Because like, if you say that enough to yourself, you start to do it in just these mm -hmm. small ways. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that. And I think like, I'm so grateful for this conversation, Ariel, because I, I really feel that as a society, we're stuck in this place of like constant, um, comparitis. Is that a word? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Constantly comparing ourselves to absolutely everybody and just totally losing touch with what we want for ourselves and what we want for our lives. And just yeah. kind of like, and part of that is also just especially as women, I think we're so focused on making sure everybody in our lives have their best lives, that we're not right. you know, focused on what we need to be our best self. And like, yeah. what I love about cliches is that they're usually based <laughs> in some sort of truth, right? And like, yeah. so the putting your oxygen on first thing, I mean, there's, <laughs> we talk about it all the time because there's truth to it. Right. Like yeah. We say that, you know, we need to fill our own buckets first before we can help fill others. And I mean, I mean, we, we know it's true, um, but we, yeah. we just we just can't we just can't quite believe it. Right. And, right. Um, I, I also just like this idea of experimenting. Right. It's like, what mm -hmm. if I took five five minutes for myself today? Like, I wonder yeah. what would happen if and if it's a complete disaster, then totally fine. I don't have to give myself five minutes anymore. But if it's amazing right. and the world doesn't end, then maybe I can give myself five more minutes. Exactly. Right. And yeah. like, even with that of like, you know, if you say like, what if I give myself five minutes, if for some reason you're like, I can't even imagine like, well, what if you gave yourself two minutes yeah. or one oh minute, like you can like bring it back yeah. or, you know, if the five minutes didn't go well, you can just bring it back. And yeah. I just, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I love that you bring it back to the, um, putting your own oxygen mask on first, because I mean, that is really what I am trying to work on right now myself is because as you said, it's like everyone, like I want everyone else to like be their best selves. <laughs> and so I was like doing so much to try to just like put it out there. Like people need to be their best selves. Like, why aren't you being your best self? Just do it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I need to kind of work on it too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like practice human, what you preach. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, and exactly we're, we're human and we need to remind ourselves of that. And I mean, another thing I just want people to know is just like be kind with yourself yes. like we have dealt with so much on our journey and like things aren't gonna happen overnight but like just be kind to ourselves and be kind to others as they're working on their totally. own journey and also understand that you're realistically not going to be your best self every minute of every day yeah right? exactly and like I, I think that's again this all or nothing thinking that it's like, if we're not right. our best selves a hundred percent of the time, then we might as well just not try at all. And like, right. I, I really strongly dislike that frame of mind because <laughs> it's, it's like, I feel like in, even with weight loss, it's not mm -hmm. how well you're eating that really determines your success. It's how well you're able to get back to your healthy habits when you stop mm -hmm. doing them for a while. And I think right. like that applies to this as well. Right. Because it's like, 
I could have a day when I'm grumpy and disrespectful towards my husband. And that's definitely not me showing up as my best self. And I, right. I can choose to either beat myself up and chastise myself for being, you know, disrespectful to my husband, or I can yeah. say, you know what, I didn't act like my best self in that moment, but I'm yeah. going to do something right now to move me in the right direction. Right. And I, I think exactly. like that is an important distinction to make because I feel like sometimes when we start to work on ourselves and strive to be our best selves, we think that when we get there, everything is just going to be like sunshine and unicorns all the time. And it's not. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's a constant journey to be, you know, working towards our best selves. And I think also as we progress through life, who our best self is probably changes right? As we go through different mm -hmm. seasons of our lives. So it's a, it's a process that we commit to, um, every day yeah. as humans and not necessarily a destination that we're aiming to get to. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, we have to just enjoy the journey and enjoy every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like our best is going to look different every day. And, you know, I used to get frustrated when I like, wasn't having like the perfect day because I thought I had to like, this is what my best day looked like. And if it wasn't going that way, I would like beat myself up over it. But just like, no, like, you know, there's different factors going on. You like be gentle with yourself. Know that things happen and that's okay. You know, you can try again tomorrow or you can make the choice of like, well, what can I do to make today great? Even if it's, you know, just I'm going to go to bed early because I need to or something. Just do again, like what's best for you and like, and remember that what's best for you doesn't look like what's best for everybody else. And people may not understand what you're doing, you know, and they may not understand why you're doing it, mm -hmm. but all that matters is that you understand why you're doing what you're doing and that yeah. you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, totally. And that's and, most important. And, but you know what I think often happens though, is when we start to do these things for ourselves, we, who we who we are when we show up in the world changes a little bit because I, mm -hmm. I think when we actually are living congruently with our values and striving to be our best selves that there's a lightness to us a joy to us yes. you know that that people actually pick up on right yeah. and so i think it's also a way to be a positive influence on people in our lives right for sure and like, yeah and, and we i don't mean that we have to be telling everybody hey guys like i'm working on being my best self today <laughs> right but but it's like you know you know sometimes people will just say you look different or you're glowing yeah. or you know you look you look really happy and like yeah i i, I think that's a way that we can propagate this you know throughout our circles is just kind of living by example and showing yeah. that you know putting yourself first for a little while can actually have these really positive ripple effects that yes that, you know you don't necessarily think of yeah i i love ripple effects i'm all about that and that's why i think like when you focus on yourself you know it's really going to impact everybody else you know because you mentioned earlier about like burning out and it's like we think that we need to do things or we need to like keep going but like that's not serving us and especially when you burn out and have to like spend a long time recovering but it's just like if you just take that time for yourself first 
it's going to have a ripple effect. Like you're going to, if you feel good about yourself and what you're doing, you're going to be nicer to like your partner or your kids or your coworkers. And like, you know, like they're, they will hopefully be nicer to like the next person they encounter. Or yeah, if you're doing something that you're working on yourself, they're going to be like, what are you doing? And if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm journaling or I'm spending five minutes outside, they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe I should start doing that right? because like exactly. that sounds good. And exactly. I can tell that you're like happier and brighter. And yeah, so I'm just like, you've got to work on yourself. I think so much like when stuff happens as like negative, a lot of times it's because like someone was going through something negative yeah. and they like spewed that out on exactly. you. Yeah, or it's like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's and so much to that. You know, <laughs> the other thing that I love about this and like this just kind of ties in all of the things that we're talking about, boundaries, people pleasing, all of it. It's that yeah. when we are saying yes to others, when we don't really want to, I think they feel mm. that, right? Because you have yeah. some resentment there and you're maybe not fully present with them. And, you know, they they notice that and it puts everything in a little bit of a negative space. And if you right. are putting some boundaries in place and honoring what you need for yourself, when you say yes mm -hmm. to somebody and you're making that decision to say yes from that place, then I think mm -hmm. you're showing up in a much more authentic way. Um, you're more yeah. present and that's going to totally change the relationship for, for the better, right? Cause yeah. you're showing up as your best self rather than, well, you know what, this isn't who I really want to be, but it's who I think you want me to be. And so like, I'm mm -hmm. really not feeling good about this, but here I am. Right. Totally, right. totally different energy around all of that. Yeah. And just one thing that I'll add to that is like, we need to remember if we're saying yes to ourselves, does that mean we're saying, or if we're saying yes to others, we could possibly be saying no to ourselves. Yes. And it's just like, we need to remember that, you know, and putting ourselves first, it needs to be a yes. It needs to be a yes for others. Yes for us. But if it's a no for us, it needs to be a no to others. And that's okay. Like, yeah, I, yeah there's just so much like, they'll figure it out if we can't help or we can't do it yeah. they will be okay you are not the only person in existence so we have to say <laughs> right? yes to ourselves yeah. and if you even just flip it around because i think of you know how many times i've asked people for you know help in some way or you know i've asked them for something and they've said mm -hmm. no what my reaction has been like i, I can tell you <laughs> yeah. that it's like yeah maybe i'll feel irritated for a second or two but then that's uh -huh. it right then i just yeah. work on finding a way like a different way to get it done and a good number of times i'm actually envious that they were able to say no right like right i actually respect it when other people um, respect their, their own boundaries. It makes like, I, you know, I, I like that. And so, you know, when people, when you do say no to people, yeah, maybe they'll be irritated for a minute or two, but you're also mm -hmm. showing them, right. That, you know, there's another way, there's another way to do this. And maybe you're even yeah. giving them a gift of finding out ways to do things in, in ways that work better for them too. Right. Right. You just don't know. But when we're stuck in that one mindset of they're not going to like me if I don't do this, mm -hmm. then like, that's definitely the worst place to show up from. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you just like reminding me of other things? Like when it's always funny. Cause like things work out how they're supposed to. And like, 
you know, I feel like sometimes when I've made plans or something and I was just, and I have finally like trusted myself enough to say, you know what? No, like I really can't do that plan. Like we need to change it. And yeah. I've said, and I've told the person that, then they're like, oh good, me too. Like I couldn't do this either. Like we both wanted to say no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like things it. will work out how they're supposed to. Like it. it'll be okay. I get it. I get it. Right? I get it. Um, and you know, that actually happens to me often because I'm a yeah. very introverted person. Mm -hmm. And if I have spent too much time peopling and I have got a social event in the evening, it's it's yeah. like it actually puts me out for days if I over people. So knowing right. like just saying no to that. Um, and taking an evening to recharge allows me to be, you know, present in the days following. And, you know, right. so I've just kind of learned to not overcommit socially. Mm -hmm. And like, I think I've taught my friends, like they, they, they know that if I do say no to an evening thing, that it's simply because I need I need to be alone for the evening and it has nothing to right. do with them. Right. And exactly. And they, they, they just know that. And if they don't know that, then they're probably not meant to be, you know, in, in my close circle. Right. Right. Exactly. And, that, and that's okay too. Yeah. And then I think that like, when it comes to us, like setting boundaries and stuff, we need to think about like what the consequences might be and knowing ourselves. And, you know, if our boundary is like, we've I've had too much peopling and I've got to say no to this it's because the consequences is if I go then I'm going to be like out of commission for the next days and I'm yeah. not next few days and I won't serve anybody so it's like we need to think of not just like in the moment but like what might happen after the well, moment also if I did go I'd probably be super bitchy to my friends because I'm over <laughs> yeah. which isn't good you know for for, for anybody <laughs> right yeah yeah and then like when you going back to when you said like if you say yes to something that you really don't want to people are going to feel that and know and then it's like again just like, why even bother? <laughs> like, you're not showing up great. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, this applies not just to always saying yes to other people, but to things as well, right? Because oh, yeah. I feel like, um, and and how we choose to look um, as well, mm -hmm. because I, I feel like, again, in this age of social media, when we're constantly seeing people buying the new fancy things or moving to the bigger houses or taking the fancy holidays or you know, getting the new pretty eyelashes or, you know, what, whatever it is, that if those things don't actually feel in line with your values, it's okay to say no. Right. And yeah. so I learned this the hard way as well, because many of my physician colleagues have what I describe as doctor houses and doctor cars. And I have <laughs> neither of those. It's like, I have a normal house in a normal neighborhood and I drove like the same old rusty Honda fit for 14 years right and yeah. like I have and every once in a while I get this you know this FOMO I guess this idea is like you know what I better buy a fancier car to drive to work in and I'm like but I don't I don't like that's not who I am I don't want right. a fancy house I don't want a fancy car and I sometimes talk to colleagues who felt like they had to buy the big house and the fancy car um to mm -hmm. fit in doctor circles as well and are now miserable about it right yeah so it, it is okay to say you know what I see all these people around me are doing xyz or buying xyz but it just doesn't feel right to me it's okay to mm -hmm. say no if it doesn't feel right for you 
for those things exactly too, right yeah that's such a good thing that you bring up because yeah like seeing people with other things like just because you buy the nice fancy car like that's not going to make you happier if that's not a thing that you actually want yeah. <laughs> so it's just like right? yeah it's another thing to just drain you and then you're could feel guilty about it because you're like I didn't even really want this and yeah. I spent money on it and yeah that's just a whole nother can right. of worms <laughs> like I don't think your best self means your social media worthy self <laughs> you know right. what I mean like your your best self is making making decisions that are right for you when you make mm -hmm. them right and yeah I, um I would love to start seeing people you know <laughs> actually being authentically themselves, like meaning that they're doing something yeah. totally in line with their values, even if it goes against the grain a little bit and like yes. celebrating that rather than, yeah. you know, celebrating the new big house or, you know, the promotion at work that you didn't actually want because it's going to take you away from your family or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. We need to remember that like, someone's life isn't actually like their social media. Yeah. I saw this great picture the other day and it was, um, it was like an apple in front of a mirror. And so like the mirror was supposed to be like social media. And like, so the mirror side, you see like this, like nice apple, like no, no, no bruises or anything. It's perfect. But then on the back side of the apple, it was just like eaten, like half of it was eaten. And so it's just kind of to show you like, there's so much more to someone else's story than what you see on on Instagram yeah. and we need to even though it's like we know it we still need to remind ourselves like what we see on social media is someone's highlight reel and it's yep it can be edited and filtered and you don't really know what's behind the camera yeah. like we all have our things and we need to remember that so it, you know it's it's so true and i think I think it even applies to friendships and relationships as well. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like, um, you know, at least as adults, when you're trying to make, make new friends or you're meeting people for the first time, or, you know, you, you work with people who, you know, but you don't really know that even like in those situations, they're often just bringing forward this very polished version of themselves that looks very different the second they walk away from you right yeah and I, I feel I feel like um and you know maybe this is just my experience but in general I feel like our interactions with each other are getting more superficial than than they were before and like I really encourage people to you know be vulnerable enough to show up as who you are when you're meeting yes. people and, you know, yeah. not trying to, not trying to be who you think people want you to be when, mm -hmm. when you're just out there in, in the world doing your thing. Right. I mean, and it's like, they always say about like first impressions are so important. Um, cause that's how people remember you, but it's like, if you show up as your first impression and not being your authentic self. And it's like, then you kind of feel like you have to continue to like show up as that like person that you did. And like, that's draining. Right. It's draining to Gosh. pretend to be someone you know, else. It's, it's true. And I, I have a client who, who's, you know, she often talks about because she's in a bigger body that, you know, she feels that she's already going to be negatively interpreted by people. And so she chooses to be extraordinarily bubbly and upbeat and helpful 
all of the time for everybody because she thinks mm-hmm. that's going to you know c- counteract and yeah. and she's exhausted <laughs> like she, yeah <laughs> you know she's exhausted and you know she she comes to talk to me and is just you know at, at wit's end because she feels like she can't actually be herself anywhere mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah what if what if you just chose one person in your life and you showed up exactly how you are in that moment rather than you know I mean what if right right what if yeah just like open that door and like let someone in and I think you know you'll just be so surprised of like people actually like this version of me (laughs) yes and you can feel freer and you're gonna have just like a greater relationship and open up like real deeper conversations that you're actually going to enjoy rather than like putting on this front and you know being unhappy because you're faking it around everybody else so yeah I love that of just to start with one person and you know letting them in and seeing like how good it could be yeah and then unfortunately if it doesn't go well they'd be like all right well I'm gonna shut that person out and find a new person (laughs) all right exactly and I mean if it feels scary doing that with a person then just like experiment with it in your journal first yeah yes yeah like 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 journal about you know your Wednesday you know afternoon coffee date with your friend that you've had for 30 years right I mean what Mm -hmm. what, like rewrite the script for next Wednesday right like how, how could you show up and you know be just a little bit differently and you know practice it in your journal and see how it feels yeah exactly I love that yeah because with your journal you can like practice out scenarios and think about like how could you know how could it go right and yeah there's just so much that you can do and you get the thing I do love about journaling is that you get all of your thoughts outside of your head because so much we're just all up in our head and true (laughs) that's that's what it you know (laughs) goes down that negative spiral right and my journal goes everywhere with me um I was in a medical conference this past weekend um and I brought my husband um with me just to explore the city and packed my journal he's like why are you bringing your journal and I'm like because I need it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is the perfect time to have my journal. <laughs> it's like, something's going to put my head in a spin, and I'm going to need to write it out. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right, Ariel, I loved this conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me. Do you have any last words of wisdom you'd like to share before we sign off? I mean, just thank you so much for this conversation. It's been wonderful. And I just... I want people to just be themselves and, you know, focus on putting yourself first and letting other people see who you truly are. And I just can't wait for your audience to really keep stepping into who they're supposed to be and see all the ripple effects that come from that and the positive impact that it's going to have. And they're just themselves. We need that. I'm amazing. I love that. And Ariel, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, so I have a website. It's beautifulchick.com. Uh, so it's like B E Y O U T I F U L and then chick. And then it's the same on Instagram at beautifulchick. Um, that's the best place to, to find me and keep up with me. And you have a podcast too. What's it called again? I do. It's called It's Time to Be You. Okay. 
and it's um, for people pleasers to help them take control and finally put themselves first. Oh, I love it. And I assume people can find that on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. Yes. Yep. It's Perfect. everywhere that you listen to podcasts. All right. And I will make sure all of that is in the show notes today too. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. There it is. I loved that conversation with Ariel. She was so delightful to talk to. And I almost wish this was a YouTube video because her smile was just absolutely infectious. And it just made me so happy to engage in this conversation with her. So I hope you go to her website and check her out. And if you want to know more about me and what we do at Ways of Health, just head, o- head on over to my website, www.waysofhealth.com, and you'll find everything you want to know about me there. And I will see you again next week. Music.